The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Welcome to the Arise to Success show, where we aim to highlight inspiring individuals and their journeys to success. I'm your host in this show. My name is Jihad. Today's show is going to be pre-recorded, so please um, do bear with us. We won't be able to take any calls today, but please do feel free to send your thoughts about the show on 0779481822, or you can also comment on Facebook. Our guest today is Marwa Elgabi, who is an educator, qualified and experienced maths teacher, Quran student and teacher, educational coach and youth leader. Her experiences range from working in secondary schools, universities, as well as as well as in voluntary and charity sectors. She's the owner of Studious Muslima, where she aims to enable Muslim female learners to have more fulfilling learning experiences, achieve their educational goals, and have all-rounded, balanced lives. Studious Muslima offers a range of educational services for secondary school-aged learners, college and university students, and beyond. Marwa, thank you very much for joining us today and welcome to the Arise to Success show. How are you doing? Thank you. Yeah, alhamdulillah, I'm well. Alhamdulillah, thank you for having me on the show. Great, alhamdulillah, honour to have you, alhamdulillah, here. So Marwa, mashallah, just reading your bio, I'm just thinking, mashallah, you do so much. So tell us more about the various roles that you take and mashallah, how you as one person, mashallah, doing all of this. Oh, okay. Thank you. Jazakallah khairan for that. Um, so essentially, I'm an educator. So all of these things come under the umbrella of being an educator, as you mentioned, qualified mm-hmm. math teacher, but also working on the qualifications for, uh, of memorization, perfection of the recitation of the Quran, um, and teaching others at the same time, voluntary sectors, university schools, etc. is where I've worked. So it all co- comes under that umbrella term of being an educator and with Studious Muslima it's trying to kind of have that as a personal brand but also a massive project for female Muslim students mm. and um, I think that it's possible because it's possible to do all these different roles because of the flexibility of being you know currently now being self-employed so I, I, I kind of um, balance my own time balance my own um priorities and roles accordingly I'm also part of a couple of research organizations for Muslims so uh, the Muslim researchers network so I volunteer for them uh, on the committee and I also am part of a project uh, a research project the Islamic educator learning community which is part of a research at the University of Cambridge by Dr Farah Ahmed so all these things kind of complement each other and come under the, the that whole personal project of, of being the studious Muslim Mm, and that research that's quite interesting to know so what's the research about so the research network that I'm part of is mm. uh, an organization created for Muslim researchers from you know undergraduate levels all the way up to mm. kind of professors kind of and they organize conferences it was founded in 2017 or 2018 uh, I think that academic year and mm-hmm. I joined the committee just last March and uh, but I've been attending their conferences and uh, their mm-hmm. things online as well. Um, and it's all lots of branches. So they have like biology, um, medicine, they have engineering group, they have lots of different communities. And I'm part of the organizing the mentorship scheme and the community, uh, research communities. So mm-hmm. allocating people, but also leading on the social sciences and education, which is mm-hmm. my field of research hmm, that's quite interesting anybody can join those research um if they want the muslim researchers network yes yeah, is currently on voluntary basis so people can apply on if they want to be mentors or mentees they can attend uh, the webinars and the conferences we have something coming up actually on the 7th of october uh, about mm. artificial intelligence oh. and uh so yeah, that, that's one of the platforms that that, that um, you know square with my values and square with what I'm trying to do. So I volunteer for them 
Mm, now that's great because anybody, any, any of our dear listeners, inshallah, listening and they are interested um, to volunteer in, in, in research and on the um, roles that you've mentioned, then they can get in touch with them. So that's great. Jazakallah for that. Okay, brilliant, mashallah. And tell us more about Studious Muslimah, right? And what motivated you to start that? Okay, so Studious Muslimah essentially, I have three, three words, three words, they're on the website and it's about mm. faith, confidence and achievement. So mm. you, in your introduction, you mentioned the aims that I have for Studious Muslim. It's about experiences, the educational experiences, but also the outcomes and the goals and to have an all rounded, balanced lives. And it's a, a platform that is still growing. It, I coined the term uh, mid-October last year, 2022. So it's kind of, you, mm. you might think it's brand new, but the motivations behind it are essentially from my own educational journey, my own educational path from secondary school onwards, university years, and even, you know, as an educator and, and, and the different experiences and roles that I've worked in. That last role, that last employed role, the employment role that I had at the University of Oxford, actually towards the end of it, as it was nearing an end, I was selected to participate in the Young Muslim Leadership Programme at Oxford Centre for Islamic Studies. And it's where a lot of ideas of what I had to contribute and what my next role was going to be. So as that... But the role of working at University of Oxford came to an end. It nicely came with with mm. that motivation and that finding a sense of purpose and aligning a lot of my values, a lot of what I can offer in the field of education and to the world at large, really. And mm. I decided to bring bring my background, my education background, and my experiences, and bring that and to help the future the future Muslims uh, in, in their careers and starting with their education paths. Mm. That's amazing. And when you said that you were working with young people, what were you doing with the young people then? So which role exactly? Uh, when you were working in the, did you say University of Oxford or something like that? Were you, before you did the transition to studious Muslim? So I was working at University of Oxford. I was working as a research assistant. It was mm. the Department of Experimental Psychology and I was working um, with research done in primary schools it was actually research um, to combat mm. bullying in primary schools and it was a massive trial uh, across um, UK schools and but I think uh, what I was saying is that it was squaring with the uh, young Muslim leadership program that was a leadership program for us as in us being the young the young you know the youth so wow. 16 to 30 year olds uh, sorry not 16, 25 to 30 year olds sorry yeah. uh, uh, were on the program so we were kind of the youth training to be leaders uh, mm. as Muslims and uh, Oxford Centre for Islamic Studies so that happened towards the end of my employment so mm. 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 yeah now that's it's good mashallah to see initiatives like this so that's amazing right so you mentioned also your educational journey and studious muslim was built a lot based on your educational journey um and and that kind of you know had a big impact on 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 um studious muslim so could you tell us a bit more about that educational journey um that has led to studious muslim okay so my education journey i don't want to, don't know where you, where you want me to start really but mm. if i'm talking about the cohort of studious muslim I'm saying from secondary school onwards up to early university years, then I think it's important to reflect on my own journey. Mm. Question. So um, from secondary school, so from about around GCSE time, alhamdulillah, I was high high achieving and A-levels, you know, got, getting good grades and naturally looking like, you know, someone who's doing well for herself and intelligent. But actually behind the scenes, there was a lot of difficulties and a lot of obstacles in terms of kind of character development, health issues, um, things that impacted my confidence and were creating knockdown effects later on down the line as well. Mm. And, um, so, and then the in my early university years, I was quite reserved, I was quite quiet and trying to come out my shell, but also trying to kind of recover from health difficulties. I, uh, alhamdulillah, by the grace of Allah, overcame uh, health issues and I was, like you, like I'm saying, coming out of my shell, I volunteered to 
participate with the Islamic Society. Mm. At my university, my final year, I was on the committee. And then after graduation, there was still some troublesome times um, for me and decisions on careers. Some might call it a kind of quarter life crisis. Some people like to call it. A lot of people have gone through that, maybe going through it right now. And mm. Um, but alhamdulillah, again, Allah found uh, Allah found a way for Beard. Uh, that's when I began to train properly to be an educator. So I started educating from when I was in university, uh, tutoring maths, etc. But then mm-hmm. formally doing a postgraduate diploma in education and training to be a maths teacher. It wasn't, again, it wasn't a, you know, a straight path again uh, towards the newly qualified teacher induction. Mm. I had to take a break. I didn't complete it in one year. And um, subhanAllah, it was, it was kind of a stress-related um, uh, health difficulty. Mm. And again, back on track. Allah found the way for me. And I... Um, you know the, the the CV that you might see now is in you know the postgraduate uh, the postgraduate degrees that I've done achieved after that mm-hmm. and become a teacher and worked at different universities and whatnot and then Studious Muslim came about so I'm trying to paint a real realistic picture of what it was like it wasn't if you look at my CV you can't tell that I struggled mm-hmm. with things behind the scenes and things um that maybe a lot of young females are going through now or even you know young young males as well uh, with with health or confidence levels or sense of belonging sometimes mm-hmm. also things that might you could call them as discrimination as well in in different settings so there's a whole a whole host of things um that i mm-hmm. feel are really important to address by creating platforms like studious muslimer to then create that and cultivate the confidence, cultivate the the faith-based learning, the, the the purpose in life, the helping them with, with their experiences and what they're going through. I think mm. that's really vital. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just going to quickly remind the listeners <clears throat> that we have uh, Marwa Al-Gabi with us on the show today, who's an educator, qualified and experienced maths teacher, Quran student and teacher, educational coach and youth leader as well, mashallah. So um, Marwa, in terms of the struggles that you've gone through, perhaps you can tell us a bit more about how you've overcome them so that our dear listeners who are experiencing something similar, for instance, can learn from that and get inspired, inshallah, because mashallah, that led to, you know, you setting up Studious Muslim and helping other female Muslims as well. So um, if you're okay with that, if you can tell us how, what has helped you and how you've managed to overcome those challenges that you've experienced. So I, as I am repeating, it's the grace of Allah and, and mm-hmm. I can't, uh, sometimes it's hard to pinpoint. You can say, you can certainly say it's, it's all from Allah and I need to be more specific that obviously the support that you get from others especially parents, especially uh, people that, you know, uh, loved ones and people that are in the local Muslim local community. So it comes down to dua and faith. And I'm not saying here that it's just from me. (laughs) No, Uh, obviously the dua of others and especially the parents and their support that they have provided in so many ways uh, along those years is vital. Mm. Also, the educators, some of the role models that I've looked up to and how they were sincere in, in, in what they have done. Muslims and non-Muslims as well. So they, I, I went to mainstream schools, uh, mainstream schools in secondary school and um, there were teachers that I really looked up to and they were supportive and they understood what I was going through as a teenager. And subhanAllah, I'm really grateful for so many people that have helped along the way because it takes a village, it really does. And um, I can't sit here and say that, you know, I overcame these things. It was overcome as a collective effort, uh, all by the grace of Allah. Um, I don't know if I'm answering your question or... Uh, yeah, no, 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 you, you are. But that support system that you mentioned is quite important as well, um, because that's something I've noticed when I work with the young people. I see a huge difference between those who have a support system at home, specifically from the family, 
and those with no support system at all or no family support system. And it also reflects on their coping mechanisms, how they look at life and how they deal with life matters as well. So, for instance, those I've noticed those who have a good support system, specifically family support system, their coping strategies are a lot healthier. Their thinking is a lot more positive and they manage life really well as well. So that support system that you mentioned is something really, really important. And I'm certainly noticing that with any kind of, you know, um, children or all, you know, all over Muslims, then Muslims, that support system specifically from the family is very, very important. And as Muslims, there is a lot of, you know, um, importance in that in the religion as well. So could you tell us a bit more about that support system? And, you know, you've mentioned it briefly in terms of the, the, the level of the support system that you've received. Could you tell us more details and so that our dear listeners as well can, can benefit from that and see the importance of that in helping the younger people? Sure. I'm going to touch upon a point you mentioned how important family is, because mm-hmm. there are, it's kind of a caveat, but it's also an important point to note that there are people that grow up without so much parental mm-hmm. support and they still manage, subhanAllah, to beat the odds and to thrive in their futures and their successes. So I think sometimes we can't um, blame parents that maybe haven't come to a level where they're very, very, very supportive, um, Mm -hmm. as I've been blessed with, alhamdulillah, and others are blessed with. So Mm -hmm. that's important to note that sometimes it's the local communities that people are in. So that's something that parents can create themselves by putting people in the, in the right communities. But sometimes it happens if it happens by the grace of life if the parents aren't supportive. So as long as there's that higher sense of purpose and the priority of having a faith-based approach to a lot of things and to having that akhira in mind, the, the afterlife, and to know that this is the sole purpose, the sole purpose is to worship and that you're only accountable you're the only one who's going to be accountable for your actions at the end of the day, at the end of life. I think that that nurturing that is is going to create um, the support system. So um, for parents, though, if you know they are willing and to listen and to support, I think there's quite a few things that they can um, put in place. So encouragement and providing autonomy a certain level of autonomy obviously within the parameters of our dean and our, our, our mm. teachings um also being role models i think that's really important being the mirroring what you want to see and that can be in so many different ways because character development at the end of the day isn't going to come by you telling your children what to do it's going to come from what they see you do and what you value and what priorities you put in place mm. So, for instance, a parent can um, hone down and try to say, you know, education is so important, but they themselves might not be paying attention to any of the learning that's required for them, even in their career or even, you know, as stay-at-home moms or anything, if they're not modelling that actually you you need to be nurturing yourself and showing so that the character development is mirrored by the child and to have, to have, others that you listen to so mentor mentors and coaches and people that you look up to as a parent mm. to have that so that this the the students and the, the children are seeing that there's always going to be room for improvement always room for learning even for the parents themselves so the children will automatically do that themselves mm. uh, and they're more in need of it but the parents there's still room for improvement and development always and um yeah, um, I mentioned the, the the local communities, and because sometimes it's, people are blessed with having extended family, and that, that kind of nurturing environment for children is really important. But for example, I I didn't have extended family in the UK when I grew up, but then I had the support of the local communities, which my parents were putting us in in these places of you know Islamic communities, the local mosque, or even uh, not not faith based things, but local things to help us build our sense of identity and belonging. Mm. 
And I just wanted to clarify here as well in terms of what I meant by the support system. I mean, some families and, uh, you know, it, it happens where the parents are not together, for instance. That's not what I meant in terms of the support system, because that's when I, as, as I, after I said it, or remembered when I was saying it once to somebody. And she was like, well, that's not always possible because I was divorced, you know, and I couldn't support my children in that sense. Um, so I wanted to clarify that's not what I meant by the support system, because sometimes that happens where the parents are not together. But what I meant in terms of the support system, similar to what you've just mentioned, um, Marwa is, you know, being a role model listening to them, having that conversations with them Islamically, you know, uh, we taught that when the children reach this certain level, become more friends to them so that we can have that level of communication where we can support them. And the support is a lot in terms of encouragement, listening to them and um, being there for them um, so that they have that trust and love and, and various other forms. But these are just some of the examples, because sometimes we do, you know, have, you know, parents who are not together and it's difficult for them to do things. And that's what you said as well, Marwa, that we can use the community as well to support. And just, you know, by being there and listening to them is very important. And a lot of cases I noticed that children know what they want, right? And they can express it and they do express it. It's just sometimes we just need to pay attention to it and just listen to them and pay attention to what they say because then a lot of what they say is exactly what they need and what they want. And of course, we can't accommodate for everything because not everything that they want is going to be possible for us to accommodate for. But paying attention to what they say is very important because they do express themselves. And role modeling is very, very important, as you mentioned. And I remembered when you were saying it, the children, for example, when they are very young, when we're praying, what do they do? They come on their prayer mat and they want to pray with us or jump on us and so on <laughs> so these are kind of things as role models when we do children just want to copy it mashallah from a very young age and they grow up like that so jazakallah for sharing these things um yeah. yeah we've got a few minutes inshallah is there anything else you would like to add in terms of the support system or you know something that can help parents um I think it's really important to note, like when I mentioned community and the sense of belonging mm -hmm. and being out there in, in, in the local areas, I think it's ever so vital that this is done in this digital era because mm -hmm. a lot of our, our children, even as adults, we are glued onto our screens and the online communities are growing a lot more and they're growing a lot more traction and they aren't exactly... Um, in, in line with all our values so uh, unfortunately there's things such as the the polarization that's happening with um the ai models and the personalization that occurs when people are just watching exactly what they want to watch and what grabs their attention and the continuous scrolling and all all these things and i'm speaking and i'm already on a platform that is online but i just don't think there is enough good out there uh, and just the systems aren't designed to be child as child friendly as you would like them. So mm -hmm. it's ever so important that there are those human connections and real life experiences that children are going through, volunteering and uh, seeing others, getting a sense of community outside of the home and mm -hmm. outside of the screens and outside of the, this online world that we're still, we're still, it's still fairly new. We could say, I mean, we've grown up with it, but. It's still fairly new and there's a lot of nuance that is required from a parent's side and the, to provide support because there is still that kind of figuring out, um, children are still figuring out um, mm -hmm. things and there's still advice on their self-development, self-care, all these things and advice that we have to be careful as Muslims um, what what the children get sucked into and what we get sucked into as well. So there needs to be that uh, real life human connections as well and the balance is very important isn't it because they there are advantages and disadvantages about most things so when it comes to the digital world there are huge benefits to it but there are also disadvantages so it's about balancing out using it for what the benefit of it and uh, making sure that you have that balance of face-to-face -face and social interactions and so on because that's very important as well and something else that i thought was quite important to highlight is support system for the parents themselves because 
they can't just do it on their own. And sometimes a single parent, some of the dear listeners could be thinking, well, you know, um, being a single parent is very difficult and it is very difficult. So making sure that the parents have that self-care as well, taking care of themselves, having that me time, having time for themselves to do their hobbies, their interests, because that gives them a boost of energy and that is a type of support as well that they can provide themselves. Networking as well, having the community support for the parents as well as the children. So that's not to neglect the parents in this area, because if we look after ourselves, then we're more able to look after others as well. And that goes to children. If we, you know, want to be the best best parents, we need to make sure we take care of ourselves as well. So that's something I thought is quite important to highlight, um, because a lot of parents have that, you know, that of course unconditional love to their to the children. But I always have to highlight that it's important to look after yourself as well, because the more you look after yourself, the more you're able to look after loved ones as well. So of course, you can't you can't pour from an empty cup. That's what it will exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. And Zakalakhir for that. Um, we've got actually just a minute before we go for the break. So I'm just going to quickly wrap up and then inshallah we continue that great conversation after the break. Um, so dear listeners, we have just to remind you, we have Marwa Al-Gabi with us on the show today, who is an educator, qualified and experienced maths teacher, Quran student and teacher, educational coach and youth leader as well. Uh, we've been talking just now before the break about, you know, the um, development of Studious Muslim, who Marwa owns and what has led to that as well as her educational journey that contributed to the creation of Studious Muslimah. So, dear listeners, we are going to go for the short break. So this is Inspire FM Luton on 105.1. Please do stay, stay tuned to more um, content, inshallah, more discussions after the break. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Welcome back. This is the Arise to Success show. Our guest today is Marwa El-Gabi, who is an educator, qualified and experienced maths teacher, Quran student and teacher, educational coach and youth leader. Her experiences range from working in secondary schools, universities, as well as in voluntary and charity sectors. She's the owner of Studious Muslima, where she aims to enable Muslim female learners to have more fulfilling learning experiences, achieve their educational goals and have all-rounded balanced lives. Studious Muslima offers a range of educational services for secondary school age learners, college and university students and beyond as well. Um, this is a pre-recorded show, dear listeners, so we won't be able to take any calls today, but please feel free to send your um, comments or your thoughts on the show on 0779481822, or you can also comment on Facebook. So Marwa, um, Jazakallah khair again for being with us today. And before the break, we discussed um, your um, business, which is Studios Muslim, the development of it, how it came to start and what you do with the young people. Also talked about the support system that you have received and how that can benefit other parents as well and um, other young people. So perhaps if we can talk a little bit more about Studios Muslim, um, Marwa, and you mentioned that three words, that is, you know, kind of the foundation of Muslim, uh, uh, students Muslim, which is faith, confidence and achievement. Could you tell us more about those three areas? Of course, inshallah. Uh, so the idea is that it's the platform is for female Muslim learners and we have to put faith first if we are, mm. to, you know, to succeed and to achieve and to have to have those all rounded balanced life is a faith based approach that I take. Mm. And um the idea is to educate um, in in the realms of knowing our purpose as Muslims and knowing uh, that this life is a test that it's for creating a better afterlife. And then the confidence really comes in with the point about females um, as teenagers and that lack of confidence that we see. And it's it's kind of, there is an element of it being natural and many girls have some Sort of sense of lack of confidence but I really want to help cultivate more confidence in in young females and to, to have things that help them that sense of belonging that sense of exploring their identity in safe space and in safe um, platform 
And that is all to help with the experience of their learning. No matter what field they're in, so from secondary school, college or university, the different settings that they're in or the different aims, whether they're actually studying Islamic faith or they're studying other things in Western societies, etc., it's important that they develop their confidence in a faith-based manner. And then obviously that's ultimately going to lead to achievement and success uh, in their in their education inshallah mm, inshallah that, that's great is there something that you can relate to from your own experience um in terms of that those three words or is it just what you felt was important for the young muslims uh, sure it's it's definitely certainly something that is uh, from my own experience as i mentioned i was struggling with things in my teenage years and in my early adulthood and i have to um I've pointed out that faith is a massive thing that has helped me. Uh, it, it's not a coincidence that after the first um, kind of stress-related illness that I went through in my early, uh, when I first graduated from university, um, that kind of, the, the, the actual recovery began when I started taking the memorization of the Quran more seriously. Um, mm-hmm. It's no coincidence that, that it coincided with that time. Uh, Alhamdulillah, I finished uh, the memorization of the Quran at, at, at the end of my teen years, but then it was still something that I needed to work on. Uh, I needed to perfect my tajweed. I needed to to re memorize and re memorize, and I'm you know still on that journey. Alhamdulillah, because it's just never ending. So faith is definitely important, and it is impacts your confidence levels because you can't uh, you can't separate working on your faith and acts of worship and things like the memorization of the Quran without that character development within yourself and uh, the the positive mindset and the the inner talk and believing in Allah's divine decree and that everything is based on everything is perfectly planned and he tests those whom he loves so I couldn't separate all these things with from my own journey so faith and confidence really do come hand in hand and they're so essential for people learning and mm-hmm. uh, educating on, on their you know journey in life mm-hmm. that's a really interesting point that you made faith going along with confidence because you know you pointed out that it contributes to the inner self-talk as well which is really interesting subhanallah um and that you know that's that self-inner talk if it's negative really impacts in your confidence by um, lowering your confidence and if it's positive it heightens it, it it raises your confidence so subhanallah i love how you connected it together which really makes a lot of sense there and you mentioned memorizing the quran mashallah how long did it take you to memorize the quran oh so it's interesting i mean i i, I you could say that i finished or completed at the age of 19 mashallah. Um, alhamdulillah um but the quran is so great and so noble that you have to constantly revisit and re-memorize um, you have to, you have to keep it up, and especially perfecting tajweed. Only really started when I have had started having one-to-one um, uh, sessions with an online. Uh, um, sorry, online. It is online now, but with a, a different Quran teacher than than my parents. For mm-hmm. someone outside that, I needed to, you know, really get my acts together and not, never disappoint. And because sometimes, unfortunately, yeah, when when um, so is someone external sometimes we spend um more time and uh, take things a lot more seriously especially when there's a cost to things as well yeah uh, subhanallah so that is something that I, i'd like to say my journey's not finished i'm not like completed although mm-hmm. you could say the first time i i finished at 19 so i think it's really important it's something that yeah um has yeah. contributed to a lot of successes alhamdulillah Mashallah, and the journey of the Quran is, is 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 continuous, isn't it? As you said, Mashallah, it doesn't end there, and it's part of life. So that's amazing. And he also talks about that it contributed to your recovery. Could you tell us more about that? How do you feel that this contribution happened? Yeah, Subhanallah. So uh, I had some troubling years um, from after graduating, and then uh, again uh, in the middle of my newly qualified teacher induction, and I, you know how 
people often repeat you know when you're being tested you have to come back to Allah and some people mm. find that quite a struggle because some people are saying no I am close to Allah I am close to my deen but it's not about that it's we're not saying your iman is low uh, and that's why you're ill but you know it's he wants you more he wants Allah wants you back more he is mm. testing you he loves you and the severity of the test comes with how much he loves you so mm -hmm. if you realize that and you realize the confidence you realize your purpose and that you need to get back on track and mm -hmm. there's something that you need to do differently we're not saying you know your you know your your iman is 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 low because that's why you're ill but mm -hmm. it's that focusing your attention a bit more on what need what you can do more there's always room for improvement i mean there's some people mashallah they pray and they do all these things but there's something more that they are capable of doing more and then they get tested and that's that's what it is that's what mm -hmm. it is um so subhanallah i feel that me taking the quran more seriously is one of the things that I, i'm alhamdulillah capable of doing now so it coincided so 2018 if we want to give a date exactly is when I started the one-to-ones with another teacher and that's when really I felt I don't know if people want to use this word but I felt a bit of a glow up it could be internal mm -hmm. um, but I did feel in myself a lot more confident from that time uh, until now compared to my teen years and early uh, early um, year mm -hmm. 20s really Mm, that's amazing subhanallah and that's why as you said you've built that Sudhis muslim base in faith confidence and achievement mashallah so that's amazing to have that such a great thing as memorizing the quran and having that journey of the quran having that you know the 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 quran and allah's words as part of your life all the time and that's why we have the prayer as well we have you know we read the quran and the prayer so that it is part of our life so jazakallah khair for sharing this and inshallah our dear listeners can benefit from that as well so we talked about the faith the confidence what about the achievement so essentially the achievement it's gonna boil down to people's own capacity and their own um levels because uh, it's it's great to achieve really high grades and alhamdulillah a lot of people that happens um but it's more about achieving their their best mm. achievement is not just i don't want to just say it's getting to the top most ranking highest ranking universities or even going to university it's achieving your own best and everybody knows and should respect their own abilities and their own limits and what they enjoy as well because they that no one wants to kill themselves over you know and beat themselves over to get really really high grades and not have enjoyed or actually learnt anything it it just be an exam preparation that's got them through the way so I think that comes to the point about balance and how I said about the goal of having all-rounded balanced lives and I um I I I made a, um, a, one of the videos that I made on my Instagram was about how studious Muslim is not just about sitting and studying and being studious and um, just, you know, reading more. Even the word studious doesn't just mean um, reading more and, and studying more. It's about balance as well. Mm -hmm. And that balance is so, so vital. Uh, so in the video that I made, I said it's not just about studying. You have to look after your health. You have to look after your faith, your um, nutrition, your um social life all these things are important and um that is a sense of achievement that is what i feel that success is it's all rounded it's balanced it's um healthy mm -hmm. um i say that from having experienced times at times of imbalances so i'm mm -hmm. not saying i've been like that all along i'm saying that is vital and to to, to aim towards that mm -hmm. and to find ways to 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 reach sustainable levels of achievement mm. that's great and that's the best thing is actually talk from experience because you've been through it and you know how to um, help others inshallah we'll talk about the balance in a moment but i'm just going to quickly remind the listeners just in case anybody joined us later is that we have marwa al-gabi with us on the show today who's an educator qualified and experienced math teacher quran student and quran teacher education coach and youth leader her experiences range from working in secondary schools universities as well as in voluntary and charity sectors she's the owner of studious muslima where she aims to enable muslim female learners to have more fulfilling learning experiences achieve their educational goals and have all round rounded balanced lives studious muslim arrange, 
uh, offers a range of educational services for secondary school aged learners, college and university students and beyond. Today's show is recorded, so we won't be able to take any calls, but please feel free to text or WhatsApp your thoughts about the show on 0779481822, or you can also comment on Facebook. So Marwa, we're just talking about um, the balance and how to maintain that balance. Could you give us a bit more tips for the, our dear listeners to um, benefit from, inshallah, based on your um, experience as well? Um, we, we all go through phases where we lose that balance sometimes, where some at some stages, for example, work becomes um, our centre of attention or family and so on and so on. Are there specific tips that can help our dear listeners in terms of how they can maintain that balance? Sure, there's a lot of things to unpick here. If I'm going to give tips because obviously that's why one-to-one is really important to have and because people are different, different challenges and people respond in different ways. But I will give, I will give some tips. I think uh, you reminded me about the, the, the math teaching because I am a math teacher that so I've worked in schools and I've worked and I still tutor maths, but I, am, I, I pride myself being a math teacher that doesn't over-obsess uh, over obsess over numbers and over rankings and over stats all these things that are, are, are just very very measurable and uh, okay some of the services that I can provide is helping you write really good personal statement to get to where you want to go in university I can help you with that I can help with things like that but the idea is that what is your ultimate purpose um, and what is your aim? What is your capacity? Because some people might choose a direct path but neglect lots of other things. And we were just speaking about balance. Mm. And for example, in my own in my own choices, I mentioned how um, in, a, in one of my YouTube videos about the universities that I got into, but the ones that I actually accepted because I got into IRAG a, a lot higher ranking universities at different stages of my life. But for me personally, at that certain stage, it wasn't the right choice to go to the most highly ranked university and for various reasons. So I think it's important that people uh, take advice, you know, with a pinch of salt and take the tailored approach, tailored approaches by educators and their parents and their support systems um, really um, carefully. Mm-hmm. I think so if I'm giving tips to uh, the listeners if they are um, female Muslim students uh, or anyone that's going to help them um, I feel that I should really uh, because a, a lot of the things are based on if you're saying the, the struggles that I've gone through um, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll be addressing it to a, a say maybe a teenager and mm-hmm. um, so I think the biggest advice that I would give is um, patience and perseverance. I can't think of uh, more of an umbrella term and I'll unpick that. Patience and perseverance, you need to be patient and persevere with it because there are gonna be obstacles in the way. There's gonna be a struggle to get into your, if people wanna say quote unquote glow up uh, period of time, it's gonna be, there are gonna be obstacles. There are gonna be struggles. And like I mentioned about the tests and Allah like, to test those whom he loves so as long as you're true to yourself Mm. true to your own faith and values knowing that only you will be accountable for yourself uh, at the end um, there are going to be things that knock you off you you won't uh, we all uh, that's what makes us humans we all make mistakes and we Mm. all eat and so um, we need to realize that and respect that I'm not saying you know um to, for people to, to not know so you need to notice and be conscious mm. that god consciousness that taqwa um is only going to be instilled the more and more you get knocked off your track and come back on the on the straight path and being patient with that um and you'll eventually you'll you will eventually get to the things that you'll achieve the things that you want you will get to where you want uh, in this life and in inshallah and the hereafter hopefully by realizing that everything you do in this life is going to impact mm. the akhirah so having those connections uh and consciousness of it all and it will improve your confidence because you'll have you you'll be patient in the decree uh of allah uh, and the destiny and everything that's happening and that will build your confidence it will keep 
this inner calm and I like to talk about this inner dialogue it's so important mm. uh, a lot of girls are struggling or even you know teenage uh, males as well are struggling with um, um, self-doubt yeah yeah so yeah patience and perseverance I can't summarize it anymore yeah no thank you for that great point circle the head the inner talk that you mentioned is certainly something that affects young people adults as well um affects all different kinds of individuals are there any specific tips to help with that inner talk i know you mentioned patience perseverance is there anything else um that can help with the inner talk uh, i myself would just like to add one point before i actually pass it on to you is that sometimes the inner talk comes from childhood experiences as well um if we're teenagers or adults um, so I would say paying attention to that is very important, as well as if you feel like it started from childhood traumas or some sort of you know experiences that you have gone through, my advice is to actually seek professional support because sometimes we can't do it on our own. So having and the, some people feel that it's a sh- you know feel ashamed to kind of get the support because they should be relying on a lot. But I would say that it's the same as when we have physical pain, we go to the doctors. Mental health is something that, you know, Islam talks about quite a lot as well. So having to take care of your physical health as well as mental health is very important, whether that means going to see a therapist. That is your way of actually obeying Allah because you are actually trying to help yourself and Allah always, you know, um, wants us to take care of our health. So this is a, a piece of advice I would recommend. But throwing it back to you, Marwa, as well, are there specific any tips that you can give the um, individuals um, who are suffering from inner talk? It may not be so severe. For me, you know, when I was talking about the therapy, that's if it's, you know, quite severe. Or even if it's not so severe, you know, getting that therapy is very important as well. Uh, Marwa, are there any other tips that you would like to add? So it's it's important to note that I'm not a psychologist or psychotherapist. And Mm. like you said, it's so vital that people seek help. Mm. and everybody has mental health that they need to take care of I'm saying mental health not mental illness so yes. you've got health that it's called mental health and you need to take care of it just like you mm-hmm. keep your health uh, physical health in check and just like we get colds frequently people yep. get things that aren't exactly like a massive illness but are related to their mental health and they need to keep that in check mm. so with the inner dialogue I think to recognize that it's not it's not always true it's not fact yeah. it's not fact and that sometimes it is whispers from the shaitan and then you need to just say billah, and reframe your mind and sometimes it is like you said based on childhood trauma based on um difficulties in uh, say uh, difficulties growing up with whatever surrounding that they've had um so isolating yourself knowing being kind to yourself having that positive talk having that positive affirmations uh in in your own head first because that will come it'll come out and they say they say you know with parenting and with with speaking to children you have to always be positive and reaffirm and Mm. don't have the negative don't get the negativity out because that is gonna reflect um so the same with your own self and same with the students themselves um uh seek seeking help i like you're saying is mm. is so vital and talking therapies is is important if it gets to severe levels or it doesn't even need to get to severe levels for people to start seeking help and uh, there's a lot of great work that's being done and i think that mm. having myself um gone through some mental health difficulties i think um mm. inshallah in the future with studious muslima i'll be a bit more vocal about that I think this is probably the first time publicly that I've come out and, and said um, that throughout my education journey, even early career um, paths, mm. uh, I myself had to deal with my own um, circumstances uh, mm. to heal. And Zakhalakha for sharing this. I know that that can be very difficult to share. So thank you very much for sharing this so that inshallah others can benefit as well. And it kind of normalize that, you know what, we do actually go through that and it's okay to talk about it and address it because if we don't address it, we're blocking it away. And blocking it away means that we're not dealing with it. And that's something I notice that it happens a lot with working with adults and teenagers is that sometimes when things get a bit too much, 
naturally as you know as, as human beings what we do sometimes one of our coping mechanisms that we avoid it and we avoid it we learn to start blocking 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 and then what happens is that we start to dissociate with the, it's like we can't connect to our feelings and that becomes a, a, a problem so i'm not saying that avoidance in its own is um something that is, is negative overall it would have served a purpose in our lives at some point yeah. but once we start to feel you know to, it starts to lead to um negative impacts and this is where we need to kind of like pay attention to it and then come back and see where it all started and that's where a therapy can help so it's i i can go on forever talking about that but i'm just going to leave it to this part and just to highlight to the individuals just the first thing just to pay attention to it be aware of it and then seek support, inshallah, if you can't do it yeah. in your own. So jazakallah for all of that. Um, mm-hmm. In the last few minutes before we end, uh, Marwa, actually, you know what, let me just remind the listeners, um, just in case anybody who joined us later, we have Marwa Al-Gabi with us on the show today, who's an educator, qualified and experienced maths teacher, Quran student and teacher, as well as an educational coach and youth leader. Her experiences range from working in secondary schools, universities, as well as in voluntary and charity sectors. She's the owner of Studious Muslima, where she aims to enable Muslim female learners to have more fulfilling learning experiences, achieve their educational goals and have all-rounded balanced lives. Studious Muslima offers a range of educational services for secondary school aged learners, college and university students and beyond. And today's show is recorded so we won't be able to take any calls but p- please feel free to text or WhatsApp your thoughts on 0779481822 or you can also comment on Facebook. So Marwa, coming back to yourself, if we can perhaps end with what advice would you give young girls or parents as well um, who are struggling in terms of any of the challenges that you've been through or parents struggling to you know having that support system for themselves or for their children so knowing your purpose in life I think parents and 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 the children need to realize that and to to always uh, come back to that Uh, faith comes first always and I think um, I would put health second some people would you know um, might put something else but health is really important and it's that all-roundedness mental Mm -hmm. physical health uh, and you know and ha- I haven't started speaking about exercise yet but I think that's probably for another show inshallah um, and to know your purpose and the parents to do the role modeling the support the encouragement the positivity positive talk and to um, gain your confidence and know that it will anything good comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala absolutely so relating it all back to the faith starts from the faith and relating it back to the faith so jazakallah marwa. thank you so much for being with us as well and sharing all the amazing experiences that inshallah is benefit to others who have been listening to us today jazakallah khair, dear listeners it has been a great show so thank you again marwa and dear listeners please do exchange tune to future shows which takes place every monday 6 to 7 p.m next week's guest is an audiologist and a lecturer who specializes in therapy for dizziness vertigo and hearing problems and she will also be sharing her story about the difficulties she experienced in achieving her goals and how she managed to overcome them so do stay tuned and see you next week thank you again thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton